Magic the Gathering is a difficult game, made even more so by the fact that you can talk to a longtime player and still walk away having no idea what they said. We're here to keep you up to date on Magic news and format changes just like your favorite FNM and boss would. Except you don't have to smile and nod when they talk about stream sniping. I'm Kyle, a tournament grinder and general modern enthusiast. I'm Anthony, a tournament grinder, FNM and boss, and lover of standard in spite of how much it loves to hurt me. And, and we're, we're the, the Goblin, Goblin Trash Masters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Trash Masters podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Anthony. Say hello to the peoples. I guess. <laughs> ah! And we have a very special guest tonight, uh, our very good friend, Ashley. Say hello to the peoples. Hello, peoples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we have uh, a little bit of change from what we usually talk about. Yes, we are talking about Commander today. Format with no round timer. <laughs> Much to Anthony's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking all about Commander today. And me and Kyle don't know Commander super well, so we decided we were going to bring mm -mm. in an expert. And Ashley is our expert. Ashley has played a lot of Commander. Ashley has run Commander events for mm -hmm. an LGS. Uh, she knows what she's talking about. And I just, for me, I just don't like uh, wasting time. If I want to learn something, I want to learn it from the person that knows it. And the person that knows mm -hmm. it is definitely Ashley here. So there are a few things about Commander that we want to kind of get off our chest right off the bat. First of all, we want to address what I call the Commander Diaspora. And that is that there is a lot of, in quotes, discourse around Commander. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's, like, multiple Commander variants that exist. And within each of those Commander variants, there's, like, these decentralized pods of players that all play. And they all have different ideas of what the format should look like, what the format should play like. Commander, Commander or EDH whatever you want to call it, is a really, really big tent that has a lot of people that are all at odds. If I'm talking about modern, Kyle, and you're talking about modern, we're talking about the same format. Mm -hmm. When it's Commander, it's just like, all right, I play Commander, and then you play against a few people, you're in a pod, and three of them have casual decks, and then you're sitting there with like, you know, a turn three combo, and yeah. nobody's really having a good time. That really doesn't happen when you sit down for standard, modern, pioneer, legacy type, type mm -hmm. constructed formats. Yeah, because everyone is popping down with an idea of what's going on. Mm -hmm. There's not a huge, wide range of, let's say, like social cues that you have mm -hmm. to follow for that. The format is defined. In any given format, there's going to be a ban list, there's going to be a best deck, there's going to be a top tier deck, and in Commander, I feel like a lot of the discussion ends up devolving around to, what does a power level 7 out of 10 mean to you? It mm -hmm. sure does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that and that discussion in and of itself is such a hard discussion to have. 
um, because that was, you know, that sort of started defined by major um, content creators on the internet. And everybody has a different idea of what that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. They have a different idea. People at your LGS are going to have a different idea. We're going to get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> there are also things like hated commanders. So like somebody's going to hear, oh, I'm playing Xur the Enchanter. And everybody's going to go, oh. And it's like, why though? You don't know what that deck has in it. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes people play that in a Staxi way or something that, you know, people don't like. But there's a lot of variance, which is one of the things that's great about Commander, but it's also one of the most difficult things to navigate. Yeah, like, I can say that I have seen your casual Commander, I've seen your CEDH, and I've played an awful lot of, like, French and Leviathan over the years, which are just, like, 1v1 Commander formats that just... But they... I don't even know if they count because they don't really hit that nebulous Commander... Uh, Mm -hmm. territory because they're at their heart they are 1v1 formats and for me when i think commander i think multiplayer 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 it brings a whole lot of advantages it brings a whole lot of disadvantages there's a whole lot going on and some of my limited insight into this is specifically from the at this point very old article on 75% theory pioneered by Jason Alt. And the idea behind 75% theory is that a good way to play commander involves only winning one out of X games where X is the number of players in your play group. The idea is that you're keeping with the flow of traffic, but you're not just like stomping your friends every week, which the concept of, I want to build a deck that is designed to win 75% of the time seems absurd to me right yeah and i like that fact of just you know you bring out not wanting to stomp your friends and i think that's a big thing where you want to play commander you want to have fun you want to win but you also want your friends to come back and play with you and you have to realize what the power level is and that's something weird for us being constructed players where yeah we're gonna play the best deck in most formats we're gonna try to win we're gonna try to you know it sucks when you meet your friends at you know rcqs or rcs but you want to win, and sometimes you beat mm-hmm. your friends. With Commander, you keep beating your friends. Depending on them, you might not have any friends or how you play, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so wild because yeah. like in, in like competitive constructed formats, you're in this situation where your value and how much people want to play against you outside of these events is determined by how often you beat them. Like yeah. the, more somebody, the more somebody stomps me in Constructed, the more I want to play oh, yeah. against them and figure out what's going on. And how they're consistently beating me. One of my goals as a baby standard player is just to beat you at a game at some point. Game <laughs> standard. That is that is my goal. Just one. I just want one, and then I'll keep like bumping that up as I as I get there. You know, and that's that's a thing. That's see, that's that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Like that is something that I've heard before, specifically in regards to standard. God help me in every other format. <laughs> <laughs> but god forbid legacy (laughs) oh yeah well it used to be legacy back in the day i had a lot of people just calling me up for miracles reps i've played a lot of miracles but i think we've kind of said our piece about where we are uh i mentioned the round timer for me it's watching somebody take a game action per 30 seconds is equivalent to having bamboo shoved under my fingernails it's (laughs) 
it causes physical pain for me. And because Commander's a social format, it's not nice to say, please take a game action. Yet you do. And yet I... Well, this yeah, is yeah. Don't, don't have me play Commander. I'm apparently very mean. We're the only people you're allowed to play Commander with because we get you. Yep. And I think Ashley is here to tell us a little bit. Of, she's given us a heads up of what she wants to cover. So we're mm-hmm. here to talk about some of the stuff that, as competitive players, we get to just, like, go completely hands-off on and not touch. Mm-hmm. But that big one for me is, like, the idea of doing what a TO would do for an event, I'm, for something I'm playing in, just seems very wild to me. So, Ashley, why don't you start us off with that? That's the one I'm most curious about right off the bat, is plans, hosting, what do what do (laughs) what do starting this out like this is going to look different when you pick your group of people and if you're going to be playing at someone's house or if you're going to be playing an lgs i'll touch on an lgs a little bit but this is mostly going to focus around you've got three people you want to play magic with i or play commander with um i'm specifically focusing on four because that is a good recommended number for a pod three ends up arch enemy too quick Five ends up too slow, and uh, the number of bamboo pieces that end up under Anthony's fingernails grows way too far. Um, (laughs) I will threaten to bite people. (laughs) It has happened. I have watched it in action. Um, (laughs) So this is going to focus on that. So the biggest thing when you are, you've got this group of people together is picking your night to play, scheduling, as Anthony says, where plans go to die. Because you know those friends that you're always like, yeah, we should do that sometime. And then nobody takes the first step. Be that person. Take the first step, you know? And for the introverts out there that are cringing, I'm sorry. Um, Find your extrovert (laughs) friend and tell them to do it for you. Because mm-hmm. there's one in every group. In this case, I think all three of us are pretty much those people <laughs> that would yeah. be the host <laughs> for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I know that there are people out there that are like, ah, that's scary. Mm-hmm. I know. It's okay. Find your extrovert friend. Make them do it. Also, they're your friends. They want to be around you. It right. will be okay. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Um, (laughs) So just a suggestion for that. I usually like the same day of the week. If you pick your day, once, obviously, scheduling sucks, but once you find that day, just keep with it. Ours was always Monday. Monday was a good one. And you just like, you know, Monday is magic night. Also, it's fun because, you know, Monday magic. That usually is the toughest hurdle. But once you get past that, everything else gets a little bit easier. All right. Hosting. So... I'm a crazy person. When I host things, I like to make dinner for everyone and have snacks available and oh, drinks ready. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Anthony knows nothing about that at all. <laughs> 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 or Kyle, for that matter. Kyle does the same thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I'm Italian. Like, it's, it's just, I have to do it. Like, you know, you're all you're all too skinny. Eat this. Like, it's like, we're just playing commander. Like, no, you're going to you're going to have some food. Like, yeah. <laughs> me and Ashley got Thanksgiving at one point and we made like like an eight course meal <laughs> sure did, and like an obscene amount of food like we had awesome. enough food to send like three meals home with everybody but also this doesn't have to be like your 90s sitcom dinner party you know george costanda complains about this in seinfeld like why do mm-hmm. you have to bring a bottle of wine and why do you have to bring a cake there's <laughs> you don't have to do that you don't An you don't have to your babka <laughs> I want to make a babka um, oh, after I like after a that. babka. We should do that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Commander night, babka. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, that's a good idea. I like this. Okay. <laughs> so you don't have to do that. There are easy, cheap ways to do that. You can do snacks. You can do popcorn. You cannot do that. You don't have to. <laughs> But sometimes it's just nice. Commander tends to run a long time. You it are does. usually there for a mm -hmm. long time because no round timer, as Anthony says, but also you get to talking. It's multiplayer. You're waiting for the green deck to, you know, play with the mana combo and all this stuff. Like it just goes. You're wondering a how long it takes, how, how hard you'd have to flick your eye for your corny to fly off and you'd be able to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, and if you're not that person, like, just be like, hey, I, I don't have a lot of things here, so bring your snacks with you. And that leads into the be prepared part of if you're going to somebody's house and you're on the receiving end of this, like, you have your stuff ready. Have your have your tokens that you need for your decks when you know when you're building them, how that's going to work. Have it with you. Have your dice, have your play mats, all that, and it just makes it a little better. Uh, especially if you're a little newer to this group, I feel like that's a little more important. As you get comfortable, like, and you know, if you go to Anthony's house, you're going to have everything at your <laughs> disposal oh, yeah. because Anthony 100%. has mm -hmm. a lot of cards. So that's except Grist. Except, except Grist. Grist. Except Grist. I will keep mentioning this because it's hilarious to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. And it's honestly one of my pet peeves in constructive magic when uh, people don't have the tokens they need and they're like, hey, this piece of paper will be like, the uh, blood token from my blood type harvester. I'm just like, just go pick up a fucking token. Like, yeah. my God. And, you know, for heaven forbid, somebody comes up to your commander night and they're like, hey, I'm playing a token commander. Okay, do you have any of the tokens? No. No. It's like, I hate you. Like, please be prepared. Or just get, like, the infinite tokens or just make your own tokens. Or hell, just take a basic island and write 1-1 one, one elf. That would be good enough for me. Like, yeah. just yeah. don't show up and don't have anything. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to Blood Token specifically. Uh, we are going to be releasing our very own The Goblin Trash Master's Blood mm -hmm. Tokens. Hey! Featuring Ongo, the goblin uh, logo, ma the goblin mascot, the trashiest Ongo. trash master that ever oh, yes. trashed Charmed, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be available. Kyle and I will have them mm -hmm. with us at basically every event we go to. Mm -hmm. So just come up to us at one of those events and let us know. And it's got a nice little QR code to our website right on the back. All right, That's Ashley, amazing. you let you gave me some time to shill. Um, <laughs> I want one of these tokens. You're going to get one, yeah, for sure. Oh, everybody's going to get them. We're going to throw them at everybody. Great. <laughs> I need you to tell me about this goddamn social contract. What the, <laughs> what the fuck does it even mean? What is going on? <laughs> what even is that? <laughs> what is a what social contract? What the hell is contract? even that? <laughs> so, social contract at its base, an agreement among a group to cooperate for the benefit of the whole. So you are sitting down with a group of people. We all want to have a good time. We all want to play decks, play cards. Ostensibly, uh, somebody would like to win, you know, and there are four of you, so only one can win at a time. You're looking at this for the best of everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So that. The basic of it. Details. Um, I'm going to start with the philosophy of Commander that comes straight from mtgcommander.net. Um, it's good. I love them. I, I love a MTR. <laughs> give me, give me a, a, give me a rule, like rules text that I can grab onto. Yes, this is it. Okay, Way here we go. Way too sexual. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. 
Moving forward, Commander is for fun. It's a socially interactive, multiplayer, Magic the Gathering format full of wild interactions and epic plays, specifically designed as an alternative to tournament magic. Sorry, guys. As is fitting for a format in which you choose an avatar to lead your forces into battle, Commander focuses on a resonant experience. Each game is a journey the players share, relying on a social contract in which each player is considerate of the experiences of everyone involved. This promotes player interaction, intergame variants, a variety of playstyles, and a positive communal atmosphere. At the end of an ideal Commander game, someone will have won, but all participants will have had the opportunity to express themselves through their deck building and gameplay. That sounds very woo-woo <laughs> for me to, like, I, I, I appreciate that that exists. Like, that's great. Yeah. I, I actually really love that, that that's explicit right there, what it is. I feel like I would have a hard time kind of grasping that. Well, we're going to break it down a little. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to look at some graspable terms here. Um, okay. Sorry, that one got a little. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> we're off to a great start, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we talked about earlier, like power level, your mm -hmm. expectations of deck performance is a better way, I think, to look at this. Because like we talked about power level, what's a fucking level seven? Like, who knows what that means? What, what that oh, mean? no. Yeah. Like, uh, and, you know, a a Anthony and I talk about just constructed decks all the time. And, you know, yep. level seven is just like, okay, is, is that a bad deck? Shouldn't it be like eight to ten? Like on that, and also like my level seven is not going to be some random person I see at an LGS or like a friend that comes over for a commander night. It's like, Correct. oh, it's level seven. It's like, okay, you just played sneak attack. Like, wh what do you mean? Well, <laughs> and at an LGS, most of the time you're going to hear people say, oh, I've got a level seven. Do you though? Do you really? It's not. It no, never is. <laughs> you don't because somebody's going to say level seven is really like this really cool level seven deck, but it's going to be, and this is no shade, um, but just like a ca like casual stompy, like dinosaur deck that doesn't have any combo piece in it or whatever. Colossal Dreadmaw. Wee! I respect it. I, I respect it. I fucking love a good, just like throw some fun dinosaurs down, some cool creatures, a fucking mammoth, I don't care, and turn them sideways. That's fun. <laughs> I'm a mostly green player. Love it. But somebody else is going to say a level seven and they're going to mean the two piece combo that, you know, they aren't going to have a hard time getting off, which one of their pieces a commander. Y you can't tell by that. Mm -hmm. What determines this? Some questions that I like to look at are like, what turn could you win? Okay. I'm playing this. Yeah. And I'm going to counter things a lot. I'm playing Prosh, but I don't have food chain, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that sort of thing is cool. But yeah, what turn could you win? Are you winning on turn three? Do you have to get enough mana together to win by turn five or seven? You know, those are good determinations. So if you're sitting down with new people or you have like newer people to the game itself, mm -hmm. you could use things like explaining what your combo is or what it's based on. Like if it's a mana combo, if it's based on like two specific cards, what your mana base looks like is another one. Um, are you using mostly artifacts or are you using 35 lands, 30, 40 lands? 40 lands is a little much, but hey, you know. I have one commander deck and I play 52. <laughs> That's Azusa, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can do some dumb shit with that deck too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think we mentioned it too in the beginning where it's just like seeing what your, your friends or your opponent's commanders are is a big thing. Like if Anthony sits down with Azusa, anybody who's played 
any kind of magic and be like, okay, it's some busted ram thing. Like I, I have, uh, I have Urza, Lord High Art- Artificer, and as a commander deck, most people see that as like, oh, it's busted. But I'm, I'm stupid. And I'm like, I only put old border cards in it because. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah. being a tournament grinder, when I play commander, I just want to do dumb shit. Like, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when somebody sits down at a table and sees Urza, it's like, oh shit! Like, am I gonna lose? Is somebody like busted combo? Things like that. So that that helps into having that like conversation of like, is it a seven? Is it really busted? Is it a CDH deck? You know. Yeah, Azusa is just a seven. I don't know what y'all are ch- uh, freaking about. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> you handed me that deck once, and I played it, and then I had no idea it was in the deck. It just played itself. It was dumb. Like, I won easily. (laughs) One of my first experiences with this was I really liked the card Surik Dragonclaw. Uh, For anyone not familiar, it is two green, blue, red. It is a 6-6 with flash. This spell can't be countered. Creature spells you control can't be countered. Other creatures you control have trample. Sounds cool, right? But also, Mm -hmm. it doesn't do much. It doesn't do anything (laughs) you know so like the first one of our players that came into our regular group had teferi mage of zalfir and it was it's two three blue three four has flash creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield have flash each opponent can't can cast spells only any time they could cast a sorcery so for me that didn't like necessarily lock down my ability to play creatures but it did but then you lock down what knowledge pool was everything exactly <laughs> <laughs> it locked down everything else until knowledge pool hit yeah so that just created this feeling where the guy with teferi was gonna run and win most of the time mm-hmm. and that is something that I learned early on just to, I didn't really know how to have that conversation, right? Um, and something that that does and what I think it can prevent is avoiding an arms race if you have that conversation beforehand, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know those things. Um, but also, sometimes you're going to sit down with people and that's going to happen. And you're mm-hmm. just going to, I got to play a Gigantosaurus and it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, like it's whatever finding, finding the joy and in the little things and in like the things that you got to see happen and how you got to interact with somebody is also really cool. Yeah. The opportunity to express yourself through deck building and gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of the parts of the, the philosophy of commander. And that doesn't necessarily mean that your gigantosaurus feels what you're playing against three opponents doesn't mean your gigantosaurus is going to deal 120 damage right but it does mean that you got to play a gigantosaurus yeah Mm -hmm. exactly card that i also really loved um and wanted to make work so badly was elvish piper oh yeah everybody did (laughs) yeah and you know one of our players made fun of me all the time because i love that card and i'm like you know what i just really like this card and i very obstinately put it in a lot of decks and just said you know what fuck you I'm going to play it anyway. I think it's uh, neat. Get off my I back. I think it's <laughs> Leave me alone. Also, it's Commander. Like, it's not yeah. modern or legacy or pioneer or anything. Like, yeah. pl- play play the stuff you enjoy. That's the whole point of the format. Like, it sure is. I'm trying to think of an, a, an unfair way that you could use Elvish Piper. And all I'm coming up with right now is Elvish Piper, Concordant Crossroads, Mycosynth Lattice, and... Uh, Cloudstone Curio. Yeah, you Cloudstone Curio and the like mana echoes or something like that. And then you just get to have the two just bounce each other infinitely and gain infinite mana. I like this. Am I going to put Elvish Piper in another commander deck now? 
do yeah, it. Yeah, you just need to play Concordant Crossroads. That might be a thing that has to happen. That card got expensive. I had no idea. Concordant? Yeah, because yeah. sure a did. commander. Whenever, yeah, com- whenever you ask a question, hey, why is this card so much money? The answer is always commander. Always. <laughs> it's always commander. Yep. yep. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of the part of the appeal here, right? It's like this is we might not Kyle, you and I might not love it, but Commander's the most popular format. Oh yeah. If you interact mm-hmm. with somebody that plays magic out in the wild, there's a really good chance when they say play magic, they mean play Commander. Like right? yeah. literally every magic player I've met that's not been in like our friend group or in this area where like I'm at a wedding or a family event or just like out at a bar and they're just like, Oh hey, I play magic. I'm like, Oh cool, what do you play? They're like a hundred percent of the times like i play commander i've never met a constructed tournament grinder like myself or anthony out in the wild it's always been commander players mm-hmm. i never have i'm either. just looking at this my legends copy of concordant crossroads is uh tcg low at 200 dollars. oh my word you should go through like your bulk box to see if you have like just random shit <laughs> definitely I mean, does I yeah, oh, yeah. I have I have definitely found Gaia's cradles. Yeah, in your like computer chair or something. You've told me that story. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, shit, you... there that is. <laughs> I mean, one of the decks you play is like this isn't it like a Grixis pile? And it's literally just stuff you found in your living room. Oh yeah, yes. old man and Grixis. I, <laughs> I did have to ma- I did have a challenge where I was asked to make a commander deck out of cards I could only find in my living room. And I built uh Nicol Bolas, the Ravager, Grixis Planeswalkers. The most Grixist of Grixis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thankfully, I had access to Submerge. I don't know. Like, all of my spells cost five mana, so getting one for free is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him win with it too many times. It's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> that's So, like, that's one of those things, like, even though that deck is, like, ostensibly very powerful and it's got a lot going on in it, that is very much like battle cruiser magic, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You get to just you get to just slam haymakers on the board and say, "Beat this, beat this, beat this." Or steal things. You like to steal yeah. things a lot. Part of my reasoning is when I do play commander, I don't want to build a bunch of commander decks. First of all, second of all, I like it when the power level, in theory at least, when the power level of my deck scales really nicely with the power level of my opponent's decks. And I think stealing their shit is a really great way to do that. Because, like, sometimes you're stealing a kitchen finks, and then sometimes you're... And then sometimes you're, like, getting a pile of, like, really good mana rocks, you know? Mm -hmm. You said kitchen finks, and I got excited. Man, I miss (laughs) kitchen finks. Can I play kitchen finks in Commander? I don't even know what that card is. Oh, it's one hybrid Selesnia, hybrid Selesnia, 3-2, persist, ETB, gain two life. Kyle, if, if the commander expert does not know what Kitchen Finks does, I think we have an answer to the question of can I play this in commander? I think that card does too much of nothing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even play it in Kinnon, and that's like a birthing pod creature combo deck. It's because it's Selesnia. I hate hybrid oh, mana yeah. in, in commander because I can't play Kitchen Finks in my mono green deck. <laughs> Other ways to determine power level, quote unquote. Um, So tokens matter is a good way to explain explain what your deck does or 
I use a lot of enchantments. Um, this centers around counters. Those sort of things kind of, if, if they're experienced players, they're probably going to know a little bit of something about this, right? They're going to understand mm-hmm. what those things are. Um, also commanders, who your commander is. We talked about that a little bit before, like saying certain commanders, just people are like, nah, I don't want to play against that. People are like, prosh. They don't like, um, I mean, I didn't like mono blue to fairy, but you know, I was a new kid. Um, <laughs> who's who's another one? Who's another Atraxa, one? Traxa. I, I know people oh, don't Atraxa, like playing yeah. against Traxa because it's a good example. I mean, that's just a good stuff commander. You you can yep. just play whatever in the, yeah. that color identity. But you know, well, you have again, four four or five colors. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything all about red. Good colors and magic. Yeah. Stop it! Stop it! Red's a good <laughs> color. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Red is a perfectly fine color, sir. Commander yeah, I play is land fun. destruction. I played Zozu for a little bit in Commander and pissed everybody off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zozu via Zeus, so that would be brutal. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so having this conversation uh, beforehand like about who your commanders are and things like that can also prevent an incompatibility situation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We found... So I used to play Villas Broker of Blood. He is five and three black, an eight eight. He's a big boy, flying. Uh, pay one black, pay two life. Target creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn. Whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. Another player at our table played Nekusar the Mind Razor. Two blue, black, red. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. Whenever an opponent draws a card, Nekusar the Mind Razor deals one damage to that player. And he's 2-4. The last lines of text. Whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. Whenever an opponent draws yep. a card, deals damage. It creates a loop. Yeah, yep. You and your opponent's commander are teaming, are tag teaming to Niv-Mazet you. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, sure did. And then it just ends up, and you don't know if you have anything else on on the deck for like Nekuzar can have other things that cause you to take damage for drawing cards. You know, you're Ooh, either going to, yeah, you're going to die to that damage before <laughs> you get to deck yourself and, or you're going to deck yourself when you try to draw a card. So sometimes asking that question, just you learn that ahead of time and then you can avoid it. So that leads right into the next thing. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask about, like, what people are playing. Ask, are we okay with taking things back? You know, are we okay with running things back again so I can see how something went? Ask people if you can see their cards before you see them, but don't be afraid to ask about that, you know? If, especially if you're a new player and you're learning cards. Commander is a 100-card singleton deck. It is going to be difficult to remember all of those things until you start playing with people consistently. Do you want to play powerful decks and shuffle up and play again? So, like, people who are playing a competitive deck, they aren't going to want to play against the casual side, right? Because it's not going to be a fun experience for anyone. Somebody's Mm going to be winning on turn two or three, and somebody else is going to need some setup for, like, seven turns, much to Mm -hmm. Anthony's Mm -hmm. chagrin. Uh, (laughs) um, I know you all can't see this, but Anthony rolled his eyes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, uh, it could be felt. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah it's just like oh why don't you just like play good cards it's like well the, all these cards are like so much money it's just like ah. just own them i don't understand yeah just own every <laughs> card ever it's fine <laughs> well 
And that's part of the thing with like having a hundred card deck, right? In a 60 mm -hmm. card format, you're going to have four ofs of the card that you want to see again. In Commander, you can't do that. You can have some repeating effects, but you can't have the same card again. So you just have to... That's part of like deck building, which is a discussion for another day. But those are things that you learn as you go along, you know? Unless you're playing Rat Tribal and you put Relentless <laughs> Rats and Rat Colony into your deck and <laughs> meme on them. <laughs> yeah, you can't play both of them, though, because that'll make your thrumming stone worse. <laughs> oh, Anthony. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Nonbo. <laughs> Nonbo. All <Got> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, another good discussion to have. Um, how people feel about proxies. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm just going to touch question. on this. It, so it is for some people and it isn't. I feel like personally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Proxies are, first of all, coming into Commander, like Watsi's printing proxies now, right? They're printing their own. They're setting themselves mm -hmm. up for this kind of thing <laughs> happening. Spicy. That's a, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I literally have groups of friends that are just printing their decks and proxies because if they're going to support that, like, why not? Why not just play with proxies? Commander is casual, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's meant for you to sit at your kitchen table and just play some cool cards that you want to see. It's not going to matter what kind of paper it's printed on, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not a constructed format. It's not sanctioned. You're not going to have a judge come over and DQ you for having proxies. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for me, if we're in a situation where we're just, like, playing casually, I don't think that proxies could even offer you any competitive advantage that you wouldn't mm -hmm. have just by having my magic card collection right like and that's my main issue in in competitive rel events with proxies in general is that proxies in those events can offer a competitive advantage in that they are not the same cards they are not the same card stock. They do not feel the same. Mm -hmm. And it could give you, when drawing, an advantage of knowing what's going on. It's easier to kind of push them to the top or the bottom of a deck. So for me, I'm pretty anti-proxy when it comes to Comp Ariel. I understand it's not allowed, but like I also, I also don't care <laughs> about it from Wizard's Profit margin perspective. But I do care about it from a competitive advantage perspective. Mm -hmm. Yes. And my general rule with me and when a commander player like cheats at the table my issue is listen we are playing in somebody's basement for zero prizes this mm -hmm. game has gone on an hour i have not cast this palancron because other people are doing stuff i if you if you are going to cheat to win that you needed that win more than i did mm -hmm. I, I feel the same way it, it's the same like when people cheat at fnm or like a game commander like you said it's just you need this more than i do and also, yeah, it happens just, uh, so much more in these yeah. casual level events than it does in Comp Ariel. And I don't know if mm -hmm. that's because of the lack of cons uh, like the I think relative that. lack of consequences. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not so confident that that's the case. I genuinely think that I genuinely think and I may be off on this one, but I really believe that when the goal is to have an enjoyable time, it doesn't feel so much like cheating for someone it might not feel so much like cheating for someone to 
check their top three cards to see if there's a land because them not hitting a land drop is impacting their enjoyable time mm. versus in a competitive setting. No, we're testing your ability to build your deck well and play your deck well. And you missing land drops is a reflection of your failure on at least one of those parts. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the goal of commander isn't to be a skill check. It is to be an, ex it's an experiential kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I feel like those sort of, it, it's easier to justify that. You're not, I, I could see somebody justifying, I'm not circumventing the spirit of the format by checking the top three cards. And if none of them are lands, I'm going to shuffle versus it that that exact same action does violate the spirit of like a competitive standard event right yeah you heard it here first folks i called proxies cheating <laughs> <laughs> I, hey uh anthony you keep this up i'm gonna put stickers on your cards <laughs> <laughs> mind goblin mm, <laughs> <laughs> our our rule at our table um because some people did have strong feelings about it was um, you had to have one physical copy of a card that you had proxies of. So sure. if you were going to use yeah, sure. one card, another. So like if people do have strong feelings, that's a way around it too. Um, mm -hmm. And generally that happened with your expensive cards, right? Because magic is an expensive hobby, especially commander. Because commander is where people like to get all the pretty cards, <laughs> all the foils and the cool secret layer editions and all that stuff. So... I don't know what you're um, talking about. I get I get all those cool shit. I, I love shiny things. I'm just like a fucking barracuda. Like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> a barracuda? That's the example you went with? They like shiny things, damn it. I'm from Florida, all right? <laughs> Stop yelling at me. <laughs> but yes, like you were saying with uh, proxies and especially expensive cards, like especially when you go into the realm of like CDH where it's more of a competitive format and you know, it's their built decks to win, but it's singleton vintage basically. Like yeah. there's a lot of very, very expensive cards that nobody really has or even access to buy them or like some, it's like, Hey, I want to play this Golgari elf commander deck. Nobody's mm -hmm. going to buy Gaia's cradle just for the commander deck. Right. They'll just, they'll make a proxy. And I think those cards are really the ones where people understand like, okay, I get it. You don't want to spend, spend a grand for one card mm -hmm. that you're playing in a casual format. Yep. And you don't want to spend a grand on a card that's going to be on a table with, if your host is any good snacks and drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. And double sleeve your cards. Double sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> if you're at an LGS or an event, don't keep your drinks on the table. If they aren't covered. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Like, yeah. in your friend's house, it might be a little different, but still be careful. Like, mm -hmm. you be know. courteous, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just be thoughtful. Think of other people, which leads really nicely into the next point. So, respecting everyone's play styles. This is a fun one, because... Not for me. Uh, well, Anthony, listen. <laughs> Ew, you play creatures? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we can't define what is and isn't fun for people, right, Anthony? No. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> as much as he tries. <laughs> as much as he tries. So people like, some people like doing mana burn things. Some people don't find that fun. Some people like doing taxes. Um, not really doing taxes. Everybody hates doing taxes. I mean playing taxes, sorry. 
Other people don't like that. They feel like it's a feel bad. Sometimes it is for a minute, but then you remember we're all here to have a good time, right? You just explained all the commander decks I like to to build anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) In the words of the greatest playwright of all time, Samuel Beckett, nothing's funnier than unhappiness. Oh, oh my god. My word. Magic is a zero sum game, and when I say zero sum, I'm referring to fun. So every ounce of fun that you are extracting out of a game of magic, you are taking by force from an opponent. You know, maybe Commander just really isn't for you. <laughs> that being said, I just love forcing him to play Commander. Yes, he's, so do I. He's just bitchy the whole time. It's yes, great. It is. It's wonderful. <laughs> Um, and like going back to things that are fun for others, some things that are fun are like your new player at the table who doesn't, doesn't win very often or Mm -hmm. hasn't gotten to win in a while or something like Mm -hmm. that, you know, because they're new, they're learning the game, hundred card decks. You got four different ones at the table. That's 400 cards to remember, you know, except the lands, whatever. Um, numbers who cares and <laughs> that person gets to their gets their combo off or they get to mm-hmm. um, just annihilate the player that usually wins Anthony uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting <laughs> you know that that's an exciting time and everybody can be excited about it you know mm-hmm. that that's the fun too um, everybody is there to win but also like you're there to have a good time eat some snacks drink some wine you know have some fun. Do have dumb some like wine. It's great. Wine is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give Anthony all the white claws. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do have a story of back in the day when, before it was called Commander, while it was still only referred to as EDH. Elder Dragon Highlander. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. to give some perspective on the time frame. I was at somebody's house, and we were playing Commander, and I was just frankly passed out drunk yeah just like i just i couldn't stand up um i was seeing double (laughs) and every time we were playing commander every time i would pass my turn i would slunk my head back go to sleep and then when it was my turn i would wake up look at the board take three relevant game actions and pass the turn it turned into a game of arch enemy. You were the arch enemy. I was the arch enemy. Where it was the entire, <laughs> it was the entire table against a an Anthony that could not stand. <laughs> of course, you became the arch enemy, and you probably don't I even remember lock, what I have. I do remember how it ended because oh, I was no. told I strip mine locked the table. <laughs> wow. While drunk, so drunk, just yeah, could not stand up. They're just it. like, he's not even awake. Why are we losing? It's because it's Anthony. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's very upsetting yeah, when things like that It's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. We'll get him one day, Kyle. We'll get him. Well, it's, it's one, one fucking day, but I keep playing against him in Pioneer, and he plays Mono Green, and I play a stupid mid-range deck, and I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Blue-White in Pioneer for a while now. Yeah, I've you still that... beat me when you play that. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers over lot... here flashing in Wandering Emperor exiling his own tap shark 
to go to four when I have a fucking Chandra Awaken Inferno on the battlefield with the emblem made and he still survives and beats me. I hate it. I fucking hate it. It's so I, mean. I so definitely mean. exiled my own tap shark to gain life so that I could then untap, put a plus one, plus one counter on my four, four shark that got triggered by the wandering emperor being cast. Hit you for five. The the amount of times Anthony and I have played constructed games of magic and he goes, Man, you're gonna be real mad at me it's way too many fucking times. I, I've lost count. We're just like, we're still friends, right? I'm like, I don't know after this. <laughs> because it's always the most ridiculous lines ridiculous that show shit. up in our yeah. our games. Although I do love, uh, I started doing this when I'm uh, testing with friends uh, or just around people I enjoy. Anthony does this thing where um, when he tops, when he top decks something, he really needs. He just goes, oh, "Man, I'm so fucking good at this game." <laughs> oh, fuck you, bro. <laughs> I've definitely heard him say that too. Oh, it's it's hilarious and also backbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the one time we played, we played. Uh, draft at your house Kyle yeah yeah and I played that first game so good I was so solid and I was like well, you kept oh. passing him the control cards <laughs> well I did but I also everybody left me alone in green so I built this really oh, yeah, dope green deck, green deck. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he was having a hard time dealing with it and I just I was like on curve in a draft deck. like what and yeah. playing so good and I'm like oh god I'm gonna get him and then I made one play and I was like oh no I know what I just did. And from mm -hmm. then on, it was just over. And I was just so sad. I was like, oh, God damn it. I almost did it. <laughs> <laughs> but just anyway. Anthony doing Anthony things. <laughs> always. What's going on with, like, Commander politics? Because I always see people on Twitter screaming about politics in Commander. Yeah, I don't understand point. it. I think you just play the game and, you know, <laughs> I don't, f fuck them deals. Like, play but, better. <laughs> but the thing about it, right, in Commander is... In a 1v1 format, somebody's misplay is going to benefit you. You're playing tug yeah. of war, right? Yeah. So, like, if they slip up, you gain an advantage. But in multiplayer, that's not necessarily the case. Somebody can make a suboptimal play, and it benefits your opponent. One of your opponents can make a bad play, and then, because of that, it makes the game harder for you to win. And I think that's where, like, politics kind of come in because it's a three or four way tug of war instead of just one V one. So I don't even, how do you even broach that? What do you even do with that? Ashley? I, I don't know. So politics is always an interesting thing because people have different views of how this works, right? Just like everything else. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen it played where people will be like, if you don't swing out at me this turn, like I won't do X thing to you this next turn right so they're trying mm -hmm. but what they're doing in that instance is they're they're gaining a turn to try to get something in line online so that they can go off and win right so when you make those deals you have to do it with the knowledge that you you might be losing your chance <laughs> it might mm -hmm. be a better play for you to just not take the deal and you don't have mm -hmm. to um, but that sometimes that's how people use it. As far as politics go, I I have a hard time doing that, especially with like a new group of people, because mm -hmm. politics fair, yeah. politics are about trust, right? 
You got to mm-hmm. know that the person across the table that you are making this agreement with um, is not going to take it back. Um, that is something mm-hmm. I do not suggest. I don't think it's I don't think it's good sportsmanship. Um, most of the time, I think that it's if you're going to do that, like um, use integrity, you know, <laughs> just yeah. be good about it. Um, yeah, and it's a casual format. It's a casual game. You know, it's yeah. If you're being cutthroat at like the casual commander table, it says a lot about you. <laughs> I yeah. feel less like as a person. <laughs> right. I, Especially at like an LGS. Like I feel like that would just yeah. be a real shitty thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if, let's say if we were playing in a game and mm-hmm. Anthony goes and does that, right? He tries to make a deal with somebody and then he goes back on it for the meme. Like mm-hmm. I think we might all just laugh at that and have a good time and shuffle up and play again. Like I'd be fine. Oh, yeah. But you know that's because we're all friends we all know Mm -hmm. each other and we know we're going to be fine but if you don't know that like generally it's not not a good idea um yeah Mm -hmm. and like i think that's like a a a a really big kind of difference and something that is pretty unique to these multiplayer formats right because one person can run out very far ahead and the other two can make an agreement to Mm -hmm. just an explicit verbal agreement to kind of like hey we need to answer some stuff on their board if everybody were playing like optimally then they both probably would be doing that anyway but you know an explicit agreement there is, is fine and i think something that happens is that this concept of on the table versus above the table um, above the table are anything is anything that's not specifically these game actions you're taking or communication of game actions. And if we're playing a three player pod, okay, and I tell Ashley, if you don't attack me this turn, I won't kill you next turn. And then she agrees, and then I just kill the table that next turn. That's me, Anthony. I feel like in Commander, that's me, Anthony, lying. That's that is not a game action I've taken. That is not a, this is not like a tabletop RPG. We are not in character. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a conversation that Ashley and I had above the table. Mm-hmm. In my mind, to me, what I did in that scenario is lie to my friend, right? There's like, I've heard, one of the best definitions I've heard about politics is is uh, generally referred to as like the Fey rule. Um, in which you are allowed to make deals, but they have to be deals the way that, like, the like Fae the, the would fae? make a deal. I like that. Ooh, yeah. interesting. So you can make any deal you want, and you can double-cross people all you'd like, but you cannot contradict your word. I won't kill you this next turn is a good deal, and then if you kill them on... The, your, the the previous player's end step, you have, by the letter of what you said, kept that deal. Yeah. Okay. So it's like getting yeah. getting by, getting off on a technicality. Which yeah. I think is hilarious. I yeah. think that, that sounds fun to me because that, that feels very kind of funny. in character. <laughs> that feels like a thing that you could do. I promise I won't kill you with this. Uh, promise I won't ultimate this uh, Karn liberated on you. Mm. And then you play a Nickel Bolas with doubling season in play and minus the Nickel Bolas to ultimate the Nickel Bolas using Karn's loyalty ability. ability. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Golden. Like, I think that shit is, I think, I, I, I say it mm. all the time, I think magic needs more chicanery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. And I, honestly, that, that to me is kind of fun. I actually kind of like that. I, as a general rule, don't use politics. Um, 
most of the time. I, I honestly can't think of a situation where I did. Um, I can think of times where I've like taken an agreement when someone has tried to make one, but it's very Mm -hmm. rare because generally I feel like when you're building your deck and you are looking at like your, you're building your deck towards a certain goal. If you're playing towards Mm -hmm. your goal, if you're trying to make the most optimal play you can, then you don't need to make a deal. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that, that's generally the thing. Um, Just win. Yeah. Yeah. Like just play better. Just play better. (laughs) But also, If you just want to, like, I've also seen it happen where somebody says, oh, don't kill me this turn. And that person was not going to win. They just wanted this ridiculous thing to happen. And that was it. And then they were fine. Like, I think that's kind of fun, too. Right? Because you want to see some ridiculous thing to happen. Where it's like, you're dead on board. And you're just like, okay, okay, don't kill me. I'm not going to win. I want to do something real dumb. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, have it. And then you just do some fucking crazy shenanigans. I, honestly, that's how I play Commander. And and all the politics that I've dealt with, I've just been like uh, somebody convincing everyone at the table that I'm the problem. Uh, Usually it's when I play with my friend Vince, who loves to uh, thoracle everybody. Uh, (laughs) Every deck he plays has a consultation Dasa's Oracle in it. Uh, I was playing Temeshi uh, one time and he convinced the entire table that I was the problem. I had four islands in hand and nothing on the board. I'm like, Vince, I'm not going to win. At all. He's like, no, no, he's going to combo off next turn. And I got murdered by like five, 15, 15 Krakens or something. And then he goes, Demonic <laughs> Consultation, Thassus Oracle. I'm like, this is why he's the problem. Always. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't listen. But that's all the politics. It's like, oh, Kyle's doing something busted. I'm like, no, I just want to play cards I can't play in Modern and Commander. <laughs> yeah. I've played against one specific, there's one specific friend that loves to think that I'm the problem. <laughs> just like in Kyle's situation and mm-hmm. he finds it hilarious when he gets to gets to clear anything off my board and one of his favorites was he <laughs> used bacon to a pie on my Kalia. I need to look that one up. <laughs> it's really bad it's not, removal. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good, but it was funny for the memes because he baked Kalia into a pie <laughs> and he loved it. It was it was his favorite thing. Oh my god. Yeah, it, that one sticks with me for some reason. That card know. is real bad, but it's really funny because you can it's just so bake bad. anything into a pie. Yeah, It's like four <laughs> mana, I think. Yeah, it's a four mana instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, doesn't like after the creature dies, they get a food token, right? Hence the baking into a pie type thing. I think so. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Um, so it's like <laughs> Varaska's Contempt. Yeah. But, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you got an Oko in play. Am I allowed to play Oko in this format? Yeah, it's like yeah. the only format it's legal in. Yep. All right, sold. Mm-hmm. You are Oko. <laughs> you are Oko. Just the leader of the Fae. <laughs> Do- doing, doing nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that's, uh, I think that's kind of a segue I want to go into is with speaking of Oko is with a format like Commander, What what's like, What's the deal with banned cards? Like, cause I I feel like you could just be like, hey, I want to play this card to the to like your friends, and they can be like, yay or nay, yeah. type deal. It's not like the same as constructed formats. Yeah, I I definitely feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. So, like you had said earlier, like there's not a judge at your table or mm-hmm. anywhere, you know, unless Anthony's there. But you know, we're ignoring him for a minute. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> 
there there's not a judge. There's not somebody from Watsy who's gonna say, Oh, you can't play that card in your deck, right? Mm-hmm. So you can Anthony, stop playing Hull Breacher. <laughs> yes, do. Was, uh, am I allowed to play Hull Breacher in my commander decks? No. Anybody weird. else? Yes, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna wheel everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I, I am of the opinion that, like we've been talking about this whole time, have the discussion with your people. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're at a, group, at a table with your friends. If there's a really cool card, which there are, because that's why they're banned, on the banned list that you want to play, mm-hmm. just tell them, hey, I want to play this card. How do we feel about that? You know? Mm-hmm. If you want to play it, play the fucking card. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Um, but just have that conversation, because I think some people would have bad feels about it if they didn't know that you had a gristle brand or mm-hmm. um what's what's the other the other big one that people talk about uh, that iona emrakul yeah iona emrakul Emer- banned is it yeah big the, mama she's banned yeah the, the og emrakul uh, oh okay okay yeah, yeah. annihilator it's a hell of a mechanic mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah iona the the color hate um angel that can just shut off like you know mono colored decks is is banned which understandable but i I mean it's a nine drop (laughs) so there's different schools of thought on that too right because Mm -hmm. personally i don't think i see enough mono colored decks in commander for that to earn a ban yeah yeah mono colored decks where that would be a good enough where that would be a game breaking card right I think yeah. most of the monocolor decks are also playing like a crap ton of artifact stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like colorless answers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. And most commanders, I think, I mean, especially in the last few years, have been multicolor. So if you pick mm-hmm. blue, they probably still have two colors left in their deck that are going to be fine and can remove her. So mm-hmm. like, I, I, that's how I feel about the ban list personally. Is just have the discussion. Play Gristle Brand if you really want to. Just let people know. Just talk with them about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And that being said, people will be like, yeah, play Gristle Brand. And then they'll still get butthurt about overloaded Cyclonic Rift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they sure will. I mean, some people think that needs to be banned. And that's fine. One-sided up- upheaval yeah. is, is great. <laughs> it doesn't even touch lands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some people think that Soul Ring should be banned. Nah, I've heard that come out of people's mouths. In 1v1, it should be banned. In multiplayer, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still going to say fuck you when you play it on turn one, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it should be banned. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, anytime we play any kind of, uh, you know, game of magic against Anthony, like, fuck you is going to be uttered at least once. <laughs> oh, yeah. multiple times. I can think of three situations right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just off the top of your head, like, oh, this motherfucker. (laughs) So, Ashley, we'd love it if you would uh, join us for our uh, end of the episode, like, guessing game that we play. Yes. The way we do this is each of us thinks of a card that meets a certain criteria, and then we try to get the other players to guess what card we're thinking of. You give a few hints at first, and then the people that are guessing can ask yes or no questions if they're stumped. Okay. All right. So our theme for this one is cards that we think are just like overplayed in Commander. Mm. And good one, Kyle. For you and me, a little bit of help um, on this. Uh, uh, you can always use the EDH Rec top cards. That's always a big 
kind of boon to see what are people actually playing, or at least saying that they're playing in their EDH rec decks. I'll go ahead and go first. I have got a card that has been a part of the format from the beginning, so I know about it. It's Mm. in the worst color (laughs) that used to be the best color in Commander because it was the color that had Insurrection as a finisher. So it's a red card. Red. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You bastard. (laughs) And I think it's absolute... I think this card is absolutely unplayable in any context. It's so bad. But overplayed in Commander? Yeah. It's overcosted. It's an overcosted removal spell that also has a drawback. Mm-hmm. Is it an instant or sorcery? It's an instant. Pyroblast? Huh. Oh, no. That card's great. Oh, no. Anthony loves that card. That doesn't have a drawback. <laughs> Never mind. Ah! It's a drawback. What is its mana The drawback value? for Pyroblast is that you can target it even if it won't kill something. <laughs> what is the mana value of the card? Is it like... You know, under three, you said it was overcosted. So is it like five and above or? No. So it is not five or above. Is it? So I say it's below five. Yes. Is it uh, three mana? Yes. Three mana instant red removal spell. Uh, I assume it's damage based. No. Does it destroy something? No. What the fuck did you pick? <laughs> uh, is it two red or one red red? It's uh, the first one. Two, two red, red red. Two, two and red. a red. Does it destroy a land? It does not destroy anything, but it can remove a land. Oh. Is this Blood Moon? Oh, God. No. <laughs> no, it's it's an people instant. should play yeah. more of that card. Yeah. Blood Moon's <laughs> awesome, but uh, so two red, so it's an instant. Two and a red. Two red, it it removes something, but doesn't destroy it. When was this printed? <laughs> Is it old border? Uh, I believe its first printing was in Commander, like the the OG Commander set. Yes. I might not know what this card is, to be honest. It has been reprinted. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five times. Wow. I have certainly seen this card and I'm gonna kick myself. I, I have no idea, honestly. I'll give you the first clause of this card. Okay. The owner of Target Permanent shuffles it into their library. Chaos Warp. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. This card is so bad, right? Right, Ashley? This card <laughs> yes. is so bad. Yes. How yeah, did I not? not very good. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And you want to know what's funny about that card? I yeah. have 100% seen more than once you remove it you shuffle the deck and you flip the same card <laughs> oh yeah which should not happen but it's happened i feel like the only reason that card still sees play is because of game nights i would say that's probably true yeah that's like okay, why most yeah. cards in commander see play and that's why most things spike is because of that yes. again they do a great job it's great oh, yeah 
but Love stop. Them. Things are expensive. <laughs> yeah. And people are playing really bad cards because of it. <laughs> I don't understand how that card is the 14th most played card in Commander on EDH. Stop it. No. <laughs> yes. Because wrong. there's minimal removal like that in red, probably. Like It's people so just bad, think, though. It is. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I don't think I have that in any of my decks anymore. Oh, no, no, it's, I, no, it's, can't it's imagine. just awful. It's terrible. All right. If you're all good with me going next, I got yeah. one that I kind of forgot about this card and remembered it existed. And I was like, yeah, does it should not see as much play as it does. It is a colorless card uh, with its mana value being zero. And it does tap for mana. Is it? It's not. It's not mana crypt, is it? No. Okay. It, it may or may not be... Uh, an artifact or a land. Is it a land? Yes. <laughs> so it's a land that's overplayed. Does it produce more than one color of mana? Mm-mm. Oh. It's, it's jammed in a lot of decks as a uh, budget version of, I'd say, two very heavily played lands in Legacy. Is it hmm. is it Command Tower? No. Exotic Orchard. No, it does tap for two. Oh, it taps for two. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it Temple of the False Gods? Correct. Yes. That card oh, is that trash. Yes. No one should ever fucking play that card. You if you put it in a Commander deck, you should take it out of the sleeve, put it in the Shredder, set it on fire, and throw it off a cliff. That <laughs> card that is shit. awful. Stop. It is so bad. Because <laughs> you think, oh, if I get five lands, I can tap for two colorless. Well, you never get to five lands, and you have a dead land card that does absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> yes. It, people it think it so goes bad. in every deck, and it does not. Mm -mm. It really does It goes does in not. no decks. You should not think, play it. I think it. it's right to play it in zero decks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Play Crystal so Vein like instead. 50 cents or so. <laughs> Crystal Vein does the same thing. You sacrifice it, add two colorless, but at least it taps for one colorless, and it's a land that actually does something. If you don't want to play City of Traders or Ancient Tomb. <laughs> at, why would you play this before you would play City of Traders or Ancient Tomb, though? You wouldn't. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like it does so little so much of the time. Yeah, it's, it's awful, and I see it in way, way too many decks, and... Uh, I was told that that card exists, and I forgot about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> wow, people play that? That's awful. <laughs> I have Urborg in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> I think people don't play Ancient Tomb because because it's expensive now. Oh, what is? Ancient Tomb. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. like 40 bucks. Yeah. But again, you don't have to play Ancient Tomb. You don't, like, you know, just put another basic in instead of the Temple of the False God. <laughs> Oh, the non-gold-bordered cheapest ancient tomb that's around looks like it's about 80 bucks. Oh, shit, for real? <laughs> yeah. It it uh, it was a pricey one. Mm. Oh, but you can cast uh, Chalice on turn one with it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I love it. <laughs> Yo, City of Traders at 250. Mm-hmm. But Anthony, that card's so bad because when you play another land, it gets sacrificed. <laughs> I play that in Braids in French. I played City of Traders. Hmm. 
I would just sacrifice it to Braids after she was in play. Braids is a busted magic card, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ashley, you got a card that you think is overplayed in Commander for us to guess? You probably got a good one being the Commander player. (laughs) Overplayed. All right. I've got a multicolor card. It is two mana. Give that right off. And it is a removal spell. Terminate? No. Damn, I just wanted to get it right out of the gate. (laughs) (laughs) Abrupt decay? No. um, Does it have black in its color identity? Yes. Does it have white in its color identity? Yes. Is it vanishing verse? No. Oh, what's the one that only hits uh, four or higher? D-Spark? Yep. Is it? Yeah. It's D-Spark? That's it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that card's I feel bad. Like that, <laughs> I feel like that card That card was like a playable removal spell when the standard format that it was in, the War mm-hmm. of the Spark standard format, got real clunky. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that card is better the less optimized your opponent's decks are, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't, you want to have, overall, you want to have removal that doesn't have criteria on it like that. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that's my yeah. personal feels. Um, I just think Because it's just better. a dead card in your hand if you're not mm-hmm. playing against opponents that have something that it hits, and you don't want that ever. <laughs> yeah. It's good in, yeah. like, outs, outside of, like, that War the Spark standard, that card is just not, not, not good. Mm-hmm. It was it was also not good for a good chunk of War of the Spark standard. So even where like, it was supposed to be good, it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it saw disdainful stroke type play, like the one of in the board mm-hmm. for the decks that went big. Yeah, Vanishing Verse actually seems like it'd be pretty good in Commander. Yeah, I, I, I think that card's just good overall. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are a few cards in recent sets that have been real good. Um, what's the new, the new black removal spell? It's still relevant and standard. Um, cut down? Nope. Oh, no, no, no. This is the, the two the mana throat. removal spell that, um, you lose two life. Yes. Infernal Grasp. Infernal Grasp. Infernal Grasp. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah, because the two life is literally half as impactful as it is in a 20 life format. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on and explaining Commander yeah, to us. You. I'd like Thanks to say we were good sports about it, but we were not. No, <laughs> we win, but we complained the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been great. Signing off from Lexington, I'm Kyle. I'm Anthony. And until next week, do us a favor. Stay trashy, my friend.